Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. about spring cleaning your thoughts oftentimes things can happen where we just so busy that we allow things to get into our minds and don't you know that the devil wants us to be so busy to bombard us with things bombard us with things that it just be a heaviness be a weight upon us to distract us, to pull us from the things that God has for us to be. <clears throat> thank you, thank you. <clears throat> but don't you know, the devil tried so badly. Matter of fact, even just a while ago, <clears throat> you know, see <clears throat> me, you know, I'm one of the ones, when we see the power of God recognize and embrace it. But also, don't you know, even in a situation like this, you know, like I said, everything was on. It's like everything was clicking. And all of a sudden, there was no sound. But don't you know, this right here is letting me know that there is somebody that really needs to know that the devil is trying to deal with you right here. Right now, today's message or title is Spring cleaning your mind. Spring cleaning your mind. And don't you know, I always say this, the devil would try so badly to get rid of the message by getting rid of the messenger. And so with that, we're going to go on with the program. Right now, there's a purpose for you to be able to declutter or spring clean your mind because God has a purpose and assignment for you, and the devil did not want you to hear this. But I want to tell you right now, if you take heed to what God is telling you through this message, not only that you will have the peace that you're looking for, but God will bring healing to your mind, to your body, 
to even bring reconciliation to those people that you thought that, you know what, I don't know what else to do, God, about this. Right now, God may be trying to tell you right now to declutter, to get that clutter out for you to be able to properly hear from him. Right now, it's so hard for us to hear when God is speaking to us when there is clutter in other voices that we are entertaining amongst us. <clears throat> right now, this may be the opportunity for you to just take inventory of what's in your mind. Right now, always, always believe, and I got this from my dad, <clears throat> whenever you have some thoughts, write them down. Write them down. Get a personal spiral to write down your thoughts. Now, to some people, all oh, this food is, I can remember, but you think about it. There are some things that you shouldn't have to put in your mind. Why? Because there may be some things you just need to write down and keep your mind clear and free for when God gives you a message, number one, you know that it's Him. But also, you have to really understand the value of your mind and not everything should be introduced to something so valuable. Should not have entry to something so valuable. Something so valuable. <clears throat> you have to guard your mind. And one of the things I found out, <clears throat> excuse me, when you guard your mind or when you protective of the things of your mind, those things don't have easy access to your heart. See what happens, you think about it. <clears throat> When you just allow anything and anybody, let's just say if you just allow anybody in your house, if you give every visitor that stops by your house, as well as those visitors, visitors that want to stop by your house, if you give every person that wants access to your house, if you gave them a key to your house, don't you know they have 365 days, 24-7 access to something that belongs to you. In other words, what you give them access to, they have a right to. There is no privacy. There is no ownership. And they can state claim also that old saying um, possession of the law is three-fifths. It's something like that, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, possession of the law is three-fifths. Um, I'm going to get it right. <clears throat> but the key thing we have to understand is we have to stop giving minute things access to our minds. I'm to here right now. <clears throat> Philippians 4, 6, and 7, it tells us... <clears throat> The peace of God that surpasses all understanding regards our heart and mind. Also, before I forget, I do want to say this. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to pull up right now. This was Philippians 4, 8 and 9. It tells us, Finally, brother, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are noble and worthy of respect. This is from the NIV version. Excuse me, the uh, Amplified version. Whatsoever things are honorable, whatsoever things are respect, worthy of respect, <clears throat> whatsoever is right and confirmed by God's word, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are wholesome, whatsoever things are lovely and bring peace, whatever is admirable and of good repute, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, Think and continue on these things. Center your mind on them and implant them in your heart. There are things that we shouldn't even allow in our little mind. My daddy would always say, that ain't even on my little mind. But what we have to do, we have to, like I say, take inventory. Write these things down. Because 
I know with me, sometimes if I don't write things down, sometimes I accidentally remember things I don't want to remember. If I take somebody home, let's just say if I take somebody home and drop them off. In my mind, I'll always remember that. If I need to call, let's just say if I need to call the telephone company, and it's a new telephone company that I'm just going to call one time. Well, I'm going to write it down so that way when I get done using that number, I can discard it. I don't have to mentally remember it. That is for things that are of importance. There are things that I want to remember that are long term, but I have to make sure I keep my mind clear. And so with that, certain things that we want to keep our mind clear from so we can be able to hear, we can be able to, um, if you want to say respond in a quick manner, uh, respond when needed because sometimes like when you're sleepy, sometimes your reaction could be impaired. Sometimes when we're on the cell phone while we're driving, they said that we're distracted. Well, same thing pertaining to our minds. Sometimes we can we can be mentally impaired because of the things we have in our mind and our emotional or spiritual reflex would not respond quick enough because we have so much clutter that's keeping us down. And so with that, the key thing we have to remember is what is on your mind? Now, how can we spring clean? How can we start deleting some of the things on our mind? I mentioned a few minutes ago, we have to take inventory. And like I said, writing stuff down that maybe we think about. As we write them down, what happened, we would subconsciously start compartmentalizing those things. There are things that may be work-related. There are things that may be personal. There may be things that may be um, family-oriented. Then we begin to just look at, hmm, <clears throat> wait a minute. The other thing I need to do, as I'm writing down, I'm looking. This is my problem, my problem, my problem, they problem. My situation, their situation. Their problem, their problem, their problem. And so what we start looking at in the things that we trying to involve ourselves in other people's lives, then we realize there are some things that we taking up that God did not authorize us to do. In other words, everybody is not our assignment. Everybody's problem is not our problem. Sometimes we pick up on other people's problem and we make that our problem. Now, true enough, that doesn't mean that we isolate ourselves and we refuse to help others. No. But what I'm saying is that there are some people that are able to handle their own situation and because of whatever motive that we may have, we try to help them to try to get something out of them. Think about it. <clears throat> now, it's not just trying to get some money from them or trying to uh, impress them. Sometimes we want something, something such as acknowledgement. Sometimes it could be love. And it's not always somebody that you may be trying to date. <clears throat> Let's think outside the box. There may be somebody that, hmm, Let's just say, for example, let's just say if we are a grandparent and we've been helping our grandchild, we've been trying to do this for our grandchild, we've been trying to do this for our grandchild. When in actuality, is this something that we have to do? No. Sometimes it's just something that we want to do because why? Because we're trying to do something to prevent them from bumping their head or receive some type of punishment when they have made their own bed. <clears throat> One of the things I found out, when when we are assisting someone, 
that's doing something or they have done something that they're not supposed to. And if God may be giving them some licks, them licks that were meant for them will also go to you. What do I mean? Don't you know that there are some people right now, they are not just accepting, but they are promoting or um, signing off. That's another word that will come to me. But there are some people that are approving people's wrongdoing. And so what happened, instead of them being able to learn from their lesson, sometimes some people may either try to save them from some type of uh, consequences that either coming from the Lord or coming from the law. But what happened, you were Sell your house. You will put your house up on mortgage to try to help somebody that all they're going to do is do the same thing again when the opportunity comes. There are some people that we're helping and they haven't learned their lesson. Why? Because we always come to their rescue. Now, was that an assignment that God wanted us to do? No. Always, always say this. Before we do anything, did you pray about it? And this, not just pertaining to y'all, but this is also pertaining to me. One of the things I had to learn the hard way, the Bible tells us, acknowledge him in all of our ways, and he shall direct our path or make our pathway straight. Telling us what we need to do, and when God tells us what we need to do, he'll show us how to do it, and he'll give us the resources to be able to make sure that it's executed. But when God doesn't give us permission, he's not going to give us the resources. So if God did not want us to do it, and we end up trying to conjure up our own resources to fund what God did not authorize us to do, then who's left with the consequences? Y-O-U. If God tells us to do something, he's going to always make provisions. When God tells us to do something, He's going to always give us the peace. But we, we end up doing something that God didn't authorize us to do. Even though you might be doing the work of the Lord, but you're not doing the work of the Lord because God didn't tell you to do that. Or He may have told you not to do it. But sometimes what happens, we let our emotions to override good, sound judgment. And what happens? We end up coming to the personal rescue over and over and over again. So one of the things about spring cleaning, being able to understand <clears throat> there are some things that we do not suppose to involve ourselves in. We cannot, we cannot do everything for everybody. <clears throat> so if we're going to get ready to do something, if we're going to get ready to do something for somebody, are you doing it for them or are you doing it for yourself? Are you doing it to because God gave the assignment? Or are you trying to get some type of acknowledgement from them? You want to feel appreciated. That's why you're doing it for them. Let's be honest. Let's, let's be honest. We can be saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, that was proper. Don't you know who? We want to be acknowledged by people. Of course, we acknowledge by God. Praise the Lord. Yes, it's fine and dandy. But God made us human beings to have a relationship with people and also to interact with people. You know, so let's, let's, let's look at life. And God gave us life to live here on earth, on earth amongst people. So, you know, some people... You know, I, I don't want to go into a whole sense because some people, well, you know, we just focus on God. That's fine and dandy, but we need to focus on the things of God, and God may help us to deal with God's people. It doesn't matter how. Don't get me wrong. You can have a perfect relationship with God, but that also means you're going to have a perfect relationship with people. That means on your end, now, they may not have a perfect relationship with you. They may not like you. But the key thing is, are you doing your part? Or are you promoting that dislike? Are you agitating? 
are you are you doing the things that God have you? Are you promoting not just God's word but God's character? So I just look here. I just dropped that down. You can take it up if you want to. But are we doing the thing that God have us to do? Are we doing what God have us to do? We have to understand that God have us to be in a position to be influential to people. And so in order for us to be effective, we have to be able to hear from God, but we can't effectively hear from God if we got so much stuff right here. Don't you know, sometimes we can be overwhelmed that we just burn ourselves out. And I found out when there is a burnout, that burnout is oftentimes things that you have allowed that God did not allow for you to pick up or for you to handle. You know, one of the things I often think about, I think about the burning bush. When Moses saw the burning bush, that was a perfect illustration. Of course, that was representation of God and everything. But what I saw out of that, the revelation I got out of that, is the ministry and the purpose that God has for you will give you a burn, but never burn you out. Anytime there's a burnout, that means that we have done something that's against God's will that may have extinguished that burn that God placed within us. So what do we do? Like I said, we have to take inventory and take inventory of everything. Because what happens, if we don't take inventory of everything that's in our thoughts, the residue that we remain, that will remain, it will affect our heart. And that heart is not just the physical heart, but it's the heart that God gave you, that soul, that spirit. And you don't want anything to contaminate that. Because why? you got to be able to hear from God. One of the things on all of us to hear from God, and I, I take that so valuable for us to be able to hear from God. My thing, and this, I'm going to tell you, those my, one of my big concerns, one of my biggest, and this is just me, this is me being transparent, a big concern that I have, the ability to hear from God. My concern is if I couldn't hear from God. That, that right there, that, I take that very seriously. The ability to hear from God. If I couldn't hear from God, to be honest with you, I know for myself, I would be lost. If I couldn't hear from God, look here, I would be one bald-headed, gold-toothed rascal that would be going crazy. Because you think about it, imagine calling your parent or calling your calling your significant other, and you on the phone and you talking, you talking, you talking, and you can't hear them. What if their phone is on mute? They hear you, but you don't hear them. You asking them questions, but they can't respond because you can't hear them, or you don't hear their response. Look, they may be talking. But you can't hear them. So if they not if they're talking, but you can't hear them, or imagine them talking and you're not listening, you're distracted. This just how other people may be when we talk to or communicating with them. Imagine the times that we're talking to God and God talking to us, but we're not listening, or. The things that are on our mind is putting his voice on mute. And right now, God wants you to be able to flush out, or even for you to be able to get whatever that may be clogging your spiritual ears, get it out. Matter of fact, I told you I went to the doctor, and I totally forgot to bring this up. Along with, you know, them diagnosing me, of course, when you go to the doctor, they check your ears, they check your nose. And they said that I had I had wax buildup in my left ear. And I told them to flush it out. They wasn't going to do it at first. They just said, oh, you got some wax 
build up, you know. I said, can you flush it out? And I told them again, can you flush it out? They said, okay. Okay, so we'll just do the left ear. I said, no, 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 no. I want you to do both ears. They said, and they started laughing. I said, okay. They said, well, this ear is okay. They just got a little. I said, I want it all out. I want everything out. So the lady came and she starts putting it. It's almost like a big syringe and put that warm water in my ear and it just gush, 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 gush. And then she started digging and digging and got that she worked. She worked on it. She worked on it. She got a lot of that stuff out. She said, it's, it's, it's still some more. It's still some more. And she showed me, it was, you know, some stuff. And then all of a sudden, shit, but it's, 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 just, it's this one right here. It's hard to break. So finally, she kept putting some more water, putting some more water, put some more water. And then she just said, oh, there it is. And as soon as she said, there it is, it's like I heard a I was like, oh, I can hear me, 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 me. I was like, yes. And so she said, good, 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 we got it. And she was about to put it down. I said, wait, wait, wait. You got my left ear. Don't forget about my right ear. Look here. I want to hear everything. Look here. I want to hear so good that I can hear a rag lick ice. I want to hear everything. So she said, okay. She started laughing. And she looked at that, but this ain't so bad. But one ear was a little more congested than the other. So what I had to do, I had to not only allow the procedure to take place, but there was work that needed to be done to break down that hard wax that was built up. Now, even though she was doing the procedure, there was some that was coming out. There was some that were coming out. Even there was a, a nice chunk that came out until she got that hard one out. I still had a quote-unquote partial hearing impairment. So that's on the natural. When it comes down to the spiritual, what we have to do is allow God to check us, but we have to give him permission to break the spiritual wax it may be in our spiritual ears. And that's what's so important about spring cleaning your mind. When you spring clean your mind, you have to give God access to your whole being to make sure to remove any and everything that can hinder, anything that can impair your hearing God and the wisdom that God may give through his people. Hmm. In other words, we got to be able to hear the different avenues that God may give a word to you. You know, there are so many ways to communicate. You can text. You can inbox. You can you can uh, uh, call. You can send a letter. You can send a turtle. <laughs> you can send smoke signals. You know, teletype. There are so many ways to communicate to others. And sometimes you can even do it nonverbal, little hints. Well, understand the same way that we have all these variety of communications. God may communicate you with you in so many ways. So we can't limit God on His communicating to us. I found that matter. I was talking to uh, someone yesterday, and. When God speaks to us, sometimes we can be so busy in the daytime that He'll speak to us in the nighttime. You know, those that those that you know that personally know me, they know you know I'm a dreamer. I have dreams, and I get fascinated when I speak to people who have dreams. I get I get fascinated. It's like it's like it gives me a sugar rush. I'm like, really? Yes. You know, if it's dreams, if it's a vision or whatever, I love that. And it's not just so much of the individual, but I'm I'm fascinated on the way that God communicates with us. He loves us so much. He wants to talk to us. He wants to communicate with us. He wants us to communicate with him. And so for us to be able to really just look at, wow. 
wow, God want to sit down and talk to me. Or God want to sit down and he want me to talk to him. So, but for, in order for us to be able to hear and understand that it's God, we got to get some of this stuff out of our minds, out of our hearts. And like I said, the first thing we have to do is compartmentalize these things that are in our hearts and minds. You know, the things that are on our minds. Don't you know right now, there are so many people, they are allowing themselves to stay so busy because sometimes they don't want to deal with the reality. And don't you know right now, being busy, sometimes the busyness of life could actually take us out of our life. It can prevent us from operating the purpose and plan God has for us because we're so busy in doing nothing. Sometimes we can be so busy in doing the things that God did not authorize us to do, but also we live in somebody else's life. We're living somebody else's life instead of living the life that God has for us. And we wonder why we don't have any peace. We wonder why we're not happy. We wonder why, you know, it's like we're just grumpy. Now, we not recognize it. We may not recognize it because we're used to it. But those that know us, those that are around us, they are the ones that's receiving the the dirt that we throw. You know. So so with that we have to know when <clears throat> when we take inventory of the things on our mind it helps us. It relieves stress. It it helps us to be able to have a clearer thought process. Also, along with being able to declutter our mind or, you know, delegating responsibilities to people. I mentioned earlier about, you know, not picking up other people's responsibilities. But also what happened, not only not picking up other people's responsibilities, but sometimes we have to delegate our responsibilities to others. There are some things that God did not want us to do alone. One of the things I always say at work, I, I tell some of the guys that work with me, fellas, don't let one man do a two-man job. <clears throat> you can write that down. You can tweet that. I give you, look, I give you permission to say it. Don't let one man do a two-man job. What happens? Sometimes we end up putting ourselves in a box, and we end up wearing ourselves out. All we need to do is just ask for help. Sometimes that's a small word, but that's an impactful act for us to be able to ask people to help us. Look, don't be so prideful in asking for help. I found out when you ask for help, sometimes it builds relationship. It breaks the ice. It's an opportunity even for witnessing ministry. So sometimes God places us in a position to ask for help in order for us to allow fellowship to begin. So in order for us to effectively, effectively, being able to be mature enough to ask for help, look at the task at hand. Why do it by yourself? Think about it. Why do it by yourself? Also, you may start off with something, but there may be someone along the way that may be a little bit more qualified. But also, what I found out, <clears throat> being able to not be prideful to be able to turn the reins over to someone that may make things more profitable for for you in that particular area. You know, that doesn't mean that we're useless. That means that we're responsible because we're supposed to be a good steward. And if I'm not qualified to do this or I may not be able to be able to do it anymore, I might have, 
I might have done it in the past, but I'm not as equipped for me to do it now, then I have to be responsible enough to acknowledge that and may have to refer that task to someone that may be more qualified than me. So that's something we have to understand for us not to be so prideful. Asking for help is so important. Also, I mentioned earlier, um, you know, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Because, like I said, that's where the devil tries to deal with us right here. And that word, be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that word transform is a word that actually means metamorphosis. Metamorphosis means a process. And that word process has nothing to do with time, but all about your will. You have to willfully want God to help your mind be transformed from then to now. You know, if you notice, our body, it is meant to grow, to be strong, to develop. But don't you know, just like your physical body supposed to become stronger, supposed to develop, so is your brain. We have to understand the devil wanted to get you right here. He wanted to distract you. He wanna he wanna make you be forgetful. He wanna make you doubt. He wanna make you um not trust. All these things it can affect us right here. And even the bad decision or the wrong decision we made in the past what happened? He'll try to make you doubt. He'll try to make you doubt. Well, you're not qualified to do this or you can't do that. All these things will come that the devil will try to do to get you right here. Think about it. Has he done it to you in the past? Well, just in case you're not ready to acknowledge it, I'll be the first one. That dude got me in the past, but I'll tell you what. As long as God is on the throne and I'm listening to what God tells me, I say the buck stops right here. And that's the kind of mindset that we all need to have. The, yeah, the devil got, I allowed the devil to get me this time, but not anymore. That's why it's so important to be sensitive to the voice of God and us to respond in obedience. We have to respond in obedience. Hmm. And obedience to God will give us peace. Obedience to God will give us the assurance. And especially being able to, like I said, delegate responsibilities to others, but also for us to be able to let God be responsible for handling situations that is beyond our control. One of the things I'm a firm believer in saying, God, look here, that ain't my problem, that's your problem. And that's the kind of attitude we have to have. Not allowing things to get to us. No, uh-uh. Now, there are some things that may try to get to us, so that's why it's important for us to be able to do another step. Sometimes we gotta take a break. Sometimes we gotta get a vacation. Or oh, you may not have the money that you that you want to have a vacation. That's why it's important to have a staycation. Sometimes it's okay for you to be at the house and just take a chill pill and look at the call of these. Somebody calling. There may be somebody that may be trying to call you. Maybe somebody that's trying to call you, and you know certain people. They look. You look at the call ID. You look at the phone. You're like, oh wait a minute. Anytime this person calls me, they always want something. Hmm. See, in taking inventory of what's going on in your mind, that also means you got to take inventory of people that's in your life. There are some people, like I said, that they'll only call you when they want something. There may be some people that may call you just to give you some news. You know, it's, you know, when certain people call you, you're like, wait a minute, something's wrong. Now, I ain't talking about those that call you when they want to borrow some money or they want you to do a chore. But we're talking about them people, wait a minute, somebody must be sick or somebody must be dead. We talking about those people. Okay. That's that's understandable. You know, 
They're not asking for your help. They're just informing you. They're giving you information about something. In other words, they may be giving you information about something or someone that may be connected to you or somebody you may be familiar with. So that's understandable. Well, the other people say, say, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing good. Praise the Lord. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. And it's like certain people when they call me, all they got a sob story. You know, they they start off they start off trying to, hey, I'm doing good, doing good. You like, wait a minute, and God discernment is kicking in. You like, wait a minute, that person wants something. So what you do, well, you know that they want something, okay, hey, hey, how you doing, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, you take control of the conversation, and then you listen to where the conversation is going, okay, well, look, I ain't going to hold you, I'm going to let you go ahead and go, and I'll talk to you later on. Hmm. Because there are some people, like I said, no matter, no matter what you got going on in your life, there are some people when they want something, they know how to get a hold of you. But when everything going well, when they got a surplus, when they got money, you don't hear from them. But as soon as they run out of money, guess what? You be the first one that they call. Or a favor. You're like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You calling me? Yeah, yeah, I'm calling you. I need blah, blah, blah. Wait a minute. How about you call the people that you were with? Well, you wasn't communicating with me. I see you on Facebook. You're on with your, with your homegirls and your homeboys. you taking a cruise here. You're taking a picture here. You got your 40. You got all the, you taking all these pictures, living off the hog. And you didn't call me when you were doing all that. But as soon as you have a deficit, as soon as all the friends are gone, all the money is gone, now you want to call me. How about you call the people that you were kicking it with when things were going well? In other words, sometimes you got to put the foot down and stop being used by people. And you still say, filled with the Holy Ghost and never fire. Praise the Lord. That's why I say God wants to be a good steward. Sometimes we just think, you know what, I'm going to say that. I'm going to say this. And this is also included with the message. But sometimes... We have to put our foot down because we got to stop being people's walking mats. This is clearing this stuff off your mind. Because there are some things, look here, there are some clubs in your mind, but there are some footprints that's in your mind. And God is saying, I'm tired of seeing you being walked on by people that don't appreciate you. People that appreciate you ain't going to walk over you. People that appreciate you, people that God authorized you to help, they're going to act right. They're going to appreciate. Matter of fact, I'm going to say this. I, I was, um, I wanted to bless my son, and, but I did. I put some money in his hand. He didn't even look at it. He just, thank you. Thank you. I said, did you see how much was that? He said, no. I don't want to look at it. I, I'm just glad. I don't care if it was a penny. Thank you. I really appreciate it. And I'm saying to myself, my gosh. He was appreciative. He wasn't expecting it. He wanted something, but he never told me about it. I just did it because I wanted to do it. But because of his gratitude that he gave me, you know what? That made me want to give him more. Not just give it, give him another, but give him more. And he wasn't even paying attention to what I gave him. Imagine God. You know, just being grateful. And like I said, he didn't even look. He didn't even look. He would just say, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. But imagine us. Thank you. That's all I'm again. You gave them this amount. Next thing you know, oh, 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 you saw how much I gave them? And you said that's all I gave Oh, hold on. Let me see what I gave you. Okay, let me see. Mm. I'll tell you what. When you learn to be grateful, then I might give you some. 
but as of now, you don't appreciate it. And so if you don't appreciate what I give you, then let me take what I gave you. Hmm. So being able to being able to understand that that mind is so important. We gotta be able to have our mind clear, free, like I said, for us to be able to hear from God, but also for us to be able to respond back to God. Also, for us to be able to hear, so that way when God speaks to us, we can properly convey what God has given to us, to you, or to ourselves. Because what happens oftentimes, we tell people things, and we saying that it was God, but it wasn't God, it was us. Sometimes we would see a person and we automatically look in the physical eyes, oh, look like they going through this, look like they going through that. But we listen to God, God may be saying, nope, no, nope, no, nope. listen to what I'm telling you. It's, this is going on in their life. And what happens, because we're looking at the physical senses, sometimes we spiritually misdiagnose people. So with that, God does not want you to misdiagnose people, but also God don't want you to misdiagnose yourself. Because sometimes we could be thinking, and we think that our problem is this, but in actuality it could be that. So understanding with that spring cleaning, we have to be able to just, whew, sometimes, have that stress relief for us to be able to detox these things that may be going on in our minds or on our hearts. Sometimes we have to set aside time for us. One of the things I found out in ministry, sometimes you can be on the go, be on the go, be on the go, and be so busy that we are feeding others, but we're not feeding ourselves. Just like Jesus was the perfect example of ministering to others, but also being ministered to himself. Yes, we're talking about Jesus. Yes, Jesus was fully God, but he was fully man too. He was God because of the Father. But when he came here on earth, when he was born of a virgin, he lived in a physical body and was a human just like all of us. He went to the restroom. I know it didn't say it in the Bible, but does it have a say in the Bible that a human being used the restroom or all creates all creatures use the restroom? You know? So he used the restroom, he ate, he drank, he slept. Even when he was tempted in the garden of, uh, uh, uh in the when he was tempted by Satan. When he was tempted by Satan, what happened? After the temptation, the angels came and ministered to him because he was weak. Now, we're not talking about he was just weak for, oh, no. No. He was, he was in a fight, but he fought with the word. And so, think about it. Sometimes in the encounters that we have, sometimes what happens? Sometimes those things, it can, it can really fatigue us you know but what happened we can overcome these things if we listen to what God tell us and execute what he tell us so that's why it's so important for us to do that we have to exterminate and sanitize our minds so the residue won't get into our heart the things that we don't take care of will take care of us. One of the things we found out, sometimes when we leave things undone, those things will end up coming back to haunt us. That's why it's so important for us to exterminate, to clean out, to detox our cup. Our cup is representing our lives. <clears throat> you know, if I have a glass 
Matter of fact, you go to a restaurant, you get a glass, you drink out of the glass through a straw, or you just drink it out with the, uh, drink it out just straight out of a glass. When you get done at the table, the waiter or waitress comes to pick up the dirty dishes and take it straight back to the kitchen. Not just to clean it, but to sanitize it, to kill all the germs and bacteria. Now imagine if they serve me a glass with residue of the drink that the person at the table before me had. Hmm. Should I take it? No. I need to flag the waiter or the waitress and tell them, hey, um, this is not a clean glass. Well, same thing pertaining to our mind. We got to clean our minds. I can't emphasize that enough. We got to clean our minds. Of those things that the devil's trying to clutter up here in our minds and our hearts. So, also, for us to look at, I mentioned be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Also, um, Philippians, I mentioned Philippians 4. 6 and 7 Philippians 4, 6 and 7 Hmm This is from the Amplified uh, Do not be anxious or worried about anything but in everything in every situation in every circumstance by prayer and petitioning with thanksgiving continue to make your specific request known to God and this is his promise. If you do that, and this is the, first of all, we gave the request on what we need to do, verse 6. Verse 7 is the promise. And the peace of God, that peace which reassures the heart, that peace, that peace will transcend all understanding, that peace which stands guard over your heart and mine in Christ Jesus is yours. Hmm. Something about. It. In other words, it tells us be anxious. Now, in the King James, it says, uh, "Be careful for nothing, but by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving that your request be made known." But the Amplified: Be anxious or worry for nothing. Like I say. Sometimes we have to recite God's word back to him. Not because he's hard of hearing, but sometimes for our own benefit, for us to hear ourselves and for us to verbally say it because what's important for us to say, not just for us to hear it, but for us to be able to allow it to digest in our spirit. We got to be able to hear it. Allow ourselves to hear the words come out of our mouth so it can resonate in our spirit. Hmm. And matter of fact, I was looking as of late, I used to, I've I would always have problems with uh, my computer. You know, the volume would go down and go down and go down, but I had to look on her and I thank God I'm looking and it is still at a hundred percent. I've had problems, you know, I had problems earlier uh, while I was trying to come on. The computer wasn't coming on, all that stuff. And then when I got on, I didn't realize until someone told me, hey, your volume. I'm like, man, but God gave me the wisdom for me to be able to connect another mic. So I'm grateful. But along with the benefits of cleaning our minds. Don't you know for us to be able to, I mentioned earlier about having the peace, for us to be able to really be able to focus, for us to be really able to enjoy life. Don't you know it's such a peace for us to not worry about somebody else's problems? And not just people, because there are some people that we're responsible for. There are some people that God give us um God give us uh, permission or God has certain people as our assignment. But 
John like in the scripture, it says, He will not put more upon us than we're able to bear. Now, we will put more upon ourselves. That's why it's so important for us to acknowledge Him in all of our ways. For us to be able to consult with God and ask Him, God, do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? And there are some times God may say, yes, you can do it, and I'll give you the provisions. But then there are times that God may say, no. But if God says no, we need to accept that. We need to accept, what may, which may be a hard thing for us to do. We need to accept what God says. You know, well, why not? Why not? It doesn't matter. Because to be honest with you, oftentimes when we say why not, and whatever response that we may hear, we'll make an excuse for that. We make an excuse for that or make an excuse for that person. Well, you don't understand, but God telling you, and I don't think you know more than God. Hmm. Actually, I'll say this. None of us knows. None of us knows God more than, none of us know more than God. So, <clears throat> but also, the benefit, it I mentioned earlier about making sure that we don't help people that God didn't authorize us to, but also what happened a benefit that will actually help us um sometimes not directly but it may be indirectly. Sometimes a benefit of cluttering out our mind is being able to help other people stand on their own two feet. Hmm. Because a lot of times what happens, we're handicapping people. Oftentimes we are, we are, in, we are disabling able-bodied people. What happens is, we tell people, oh yeah, but see, I'm just helping, I'm just helping. No, you're not helping them. You're crippling them. And one of the things we have to acknowledge is when you really help a person, that old saying Give a man a fish, you feed him a day. But teach a man how to fish, you feed him a lifetime. And oftentimes when we're supposed to be teaching people how to fish, we're actually fishing for them by us fishing and giving them our fish. And we have no fish for ourselves. Hmm. Look here. I haven't said for, if you ain't going to say it, ouch. I've been guilty of that. We all have been guilty, but thank God for his grace and mercy. He gave us another chance. And so with that, I'm going to get ready to uh, wrap it up because I want us to be able to really just focus on, hmm, well, God, I may not have the tools to properly clean my mind. I might not be able to know how to properly do it, but you know how to. So help me to be able to do that. That seems like I can't do myself. And sometimes, some people, I'll be honest with you, we, some people, they pull on our heartstrings. Some people, they deliberately do it. Some people, well, you know, you know, uh, that, that's that's cousin so-and-so, so-and-so. Or, you know, that's, that's so-and-so, so Yeah, but they stand on their own two feet. Something to think about. So with that being said, I want each and every one of us to just take inventory of the things that we allow in our minds. Not everything needs our attention. Not everything needs our help or needs our assistance. For us to understand that even if we have to turn things down, or even if God tell us not to do it. That doesn't mean that you're not valuable or you're no longer valuable or useful. No. It just means that that particular assignment is not yours. And it's a good thing for you to recognize what's your assignment and what's not. Because if you do that, ultimately if you think about it, you're obeying God. And that's what counts. That is what counts. So, with that being said, I hope and pray that there's something that was said for us to be able to refocus our attention, our our assignment, 
Whatever God has for us to do, we need to do that. We need to be busy doing God's business and stay out of other people's business and mind our own business. Do the business that God has built for you and stop trying to stick our nose in other people's business. Let's say it together. Let's stop dipping our nose in other people's business. Because if we continue to look, if we continue to dip our nose in other people's business, then our business will be out of business. Hmm. So with that being said, I thank God for those who may be watching and looking. Um Hi, Miss Jacqueline, Miss Miss Heron. How you doing, ma'am? Um, I want each and every one of us to be able to really just look and thank God for God's grace and His mercy. Because to be honest with you, you know, we jacked up. We made some wrong decisions in life, but God didn't counsel us out. And so, just like how God gave us another chance, God forgave us. Not only do we know we need to know how to forgive others, but also we need to learn how to learn to forgive ourselves for those wrong decisions, for the for the choices that we may have made in the past. Forgive ourselves. Give ourselves some grace. Give ourselves some grace. God's mercy has been extended to us. So the same thing we need to do. We need to give ourselves some grace. Have mercy on Y.O.U. Have mercy on that person who's in your mirror. And thank God for the opportunity for God to help you to be able to declutter those things that might be on your mind. And also understand that those things, there are some, there are some people that have on their mind some horrific things that may have transpired in their life. There may be some things that are engraved in people's minds. And you may feel like that thing is engraved and it will never come out of my mind. But don't you know God can help you? And not just He can help you, He want to help you, but He's willing to continue to help you. There are thought processes that we've dealt with in life that it would take God Himself to heal us and help us to recover from. He can't do it. How about we allow him to do it? And just in case someone who may be watching who may not be saved, Romans 10 and 9 tells us, Thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ and thou Savior, and believe in the heart that God was raised from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. There is nothing too hard for God. God want to help you in this situation. So with that being said, whatever problem that you may have, we're going to give it to God. God told us to cast all of our cares upon him because he cares for us. You don't have to keep that thing stored or registered in your mind. Give it to him. Like I said, it ain't your responsibility. It's his responsibility. You just make sure that you obey the responsibilities that he gave you and he told you to do. You do your part, and that give God access to come in and not only do his part, but do what he does best, and that's be God. And he does not need our assistance. So, dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We come to you right now, God. We're not your prisoner today. We come to you right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for being a merciful God, being a faithful God, being a holy God, being a righteous God. We come to you right now, God, ask God to help us in every area of our lives right now, God. Help us, God, to be the men and ladies that you call for us to be. Help us right now, God, to be about your business, God. Help us, God, to be concerned about one another, God. Help us, God, to help us, God, to be able to stay focused on you, God, but most importantly, God. Help us, God, to remove any thought, anything that's on our minds or hearts that's unlike you, God. We give you permission, God. We give you access to come here right now in the name of Jesus. And we bind everything the devil stands for. We counsel the devil's assignment right now in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, I thank you, Lord, 
even for my own healing, God. Thank you, Lord, for raising up my body, God. Thank you, Lord, for even clearing out the nasal passage, God. And thank you, Lord, for removing the mucus, God. And so, God, we even speak right now, God, those who may have recovered from having a cluttered mind, God. Those who may have recovered from uh, 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 doing their own spring cleaning in their minds and their thoughts and their hearts, God. Thank you for them, God. Continue to hold them up before you right now, God. Encourage their hearts and encourage their minds right now, God. And help us, God, to be responsible stewards for what you put us in ownership of, or excuse me, of managers of, God. Help us, God, to understand, God, that we're not the owners, but we're the managers, God. You are the owner, God. You are the provider, God. You are the source right now, God. So help us, God, to be responsible in what you have put us managers over right now, God. In the name of Jesus, help us, God, to decipher, God, what to give out, God, but most importantly, God, not only what to give out, but, God, even what to hold back right now, God. Help us, God, to be better stewards, God. Help us in every of our lives right now, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we speak, God, that you touch the bereaved family, God. Comfort them. Be with them right now, God. God, we don't have nothing too hard for you right now, God. So, God, we rely upon you and we ask you, God, to help and assist in every area of their lives right now. In the name of Jesus. And, Lord, we speak, God, for a safe trip to work, God. We speak, God, that you help us in this week, God, to be responsible stewards, God. Help us, God, to be able to, you know, even be a witness, God, even while we're at work right now, God. Help us, God. In there, if there's any conflict that the devil's trying to brew up, God, if there's any confusion that the devil may try to brew up right now, God, we speak, God, that you expose it and remove it right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we speak, God, for a clean bill of health for those who may be sick. God, we speak, God, for those who may be going to the hospital like that or in the hospital, God. God, we speak, God, that whatever procedure that, that may be assigned to them, God, God, we speak, God, that you... God, that person's hands, and God, we're speaking right now, God, that you give them a testimony, God, of who you are right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, for your covering, God. We thank you, Lord, for your blood that was shed. We thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, God, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. <clears throat> I want to thank each and everyone who tuned in. If you have any questions or if you uh, want to get in contact with me, you can catch me on Facebook, I'm Brother Prater. Also, you can see my daily devotions and videos on Facebook. But also, if you want to go to my website, you can go to www.brotherprater.com. You can see my daily devotions, my videos, also a, a calendar that shows my personal appearances. Excuse me. Also, you can go to the store section of my website where you can purchase my book. A few good men, <clears throat> a few good men of passing out of fatherhood. A few good men was written to inform men the needs and their responsibilities towards their family, their children, even their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. Also, uh, you can go. Oh, I mentioned about the first book, um, and not just to me, but also talk to ladies, uh, those who may be. Um, just read it for both men and women. Also, the next book, um, The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper, The Love Beyond Life. This is a story uh, talking about my relationship with my sister, Sheila Prater, um, who was killed by uh, in domestic violence relationship. Um, I hope even with that, they can be ministerial because even just... Um, I was uh, speaking to her son today, and just just looking at how blessed I am to be her brother. 